It's the WP Minute Plus, your home for long-form discussions around the WordPress ecosystem, deeper insights and conversations that you won't find on our short-form WordPress news podcast. We'd love your support. Head on over to the wpminute.com slash support to donate a $5 virtual coffee, join the membership for $79 a year, purchase a classified listing in our newsletter, or get a video review of your product. The wpminute.com slash support. Support independent WordPress media. The wpminute.com slash support. Why did you go from Gravity View to Gravity Kit? Well, we we had a problem from essentially the first couple of months of Gravity View, the product and the company, where it was the product was named Gravity View and the company was named Gravity View. And the second we released our second product, it became a problem. And we decided that uh, some of our longtime customers, uh, years and years, they they love Gravity View and they just didn't know about all these other add-ons that we had out there that would have made their lives so much simpler. So they contacted support and they said, oh, I wish you all did this. And we were shocked and dismayed to learn that they didn't know that we do do that. It's just uh, an add-on that they didn't know about. So we decided to rebrand and we went through a bunch of different options and Gravity Kit sounded fun and, and represented that you're really building out a toolkit of, of solutions and uh, our add-ons turn Gravity Forms into an app builder and uh, really the center of a website's uh, powerful functionality. I remember at one point we were competitors, sort of. <laughs> uh, I was building Conductor at the time, which uh, its greatest downfall was investing in the customizer. We'll save that for <laughs> we'll save that for another uh, discussion. But the idea behind Conductor, and I'm sure maybe even some of the stuff you saw in the early days with Gravity View, was I came from the Drupal world. Drupal had CCK and views, extremely powerful, made me feel like a developer without having to know to know code. It was no code before no code existed, I think, at least the phrase. Uh, is that something you've really latched onto is that empowerment that your tools give to, to users? Do you see that in your customers or do you have customers who are like hardcore developers who are like, you know what? I just don't want to waste my time writing code for this stuff. I can just use your tool. Absolutely. We, we hear from our customers all the time. Uh, and it's so nice to hear from people to hear how they're using things. But uh, one of our customers uh, built their MVP product for an SEO agency connecting application, like a directory, but it connects. It, it, you build quotes, you do all sorts of stuff. He built his product to get to uh, $1 million uh, yearly revenue using Gravity View and our other add-ons. And he said, okay, well, now that I've built that, now I can actually you know, build a, a, the custom application that we probably need because we've grown past the capabilities of powering it. But a million dollars a year based on Gravity View is so cool. And we, we hear from schools, we hear from enterprise people, we hear from like uh, builders who, uh, like this one person does custom uh, wood carving uh, submissions and he uses the Gravity View uh, processes to uh, accept the quote, review it, let, update customers, let them know when the product is ready, you know, build out the shipping uh, information, all of that in Gravity View and our, and our other add-ons. And it's really, it's, 
it's really rewarding to hear when uh, people use your product in ways that help themselves. And it's 30,000 sites we just passed running Gravity View or running Gravity Kit products, not just Gravity View. And that's that's a small, like that's a small, medium sized town. Every one of the people in the town is doing something cool with Gravity View and Gravity Kit. And I just, that's really awesome to know. You're using it in the ecosystem of Gravity Forms. Side note, I'm an employee of Gravity Forms. And I'm always curious about that relationship in any space. I'm curious about Gravity Forms in the WordPress sandbox. We're all playing in the larger sandbox that is WordPress. Positives and negatives about running in the Gravity Forms sandbox for you. What are the things that you're really happy about? What are the things that keep you up at night? Um, I'm really pleased overall with the experience of being a Gravity Forms developer. I've been a Gravity Forms developer since 2011, maybe. I don't know. It it's been a long time. It, I was uh, pretty much a full time Gravity Forms add on developer uh, for free add ons that I posted to the repo on uh, WordPress.org, and I shared for free. Um, because I used it as a way to get affiliate revenue and that paid for my bills. Uh, my wife had a full-time job, so it paid for my bills. It didn't pay for our bills. Um, so developing add-ons for free was a great start. Um, but then we came formalized and, uh, with gravity view and they were very welcoming and supportive. And I was really excited. Like Carl Hancock, one of the co-founders of gravity forms, uh, tweeted about Gravity View, and that really cemented that it was a real thing for me. Uh, it turned it from a hobby into a business, and I uh, I found very very a lot of support from the Gravity Forms team. Uh, they have a shared Slack channel for certified developers, which is what we are. Uh, there are a limited number of certified developers, and we all get what we they call it internally uh, second party instead of third party. We're not third party; we're a little closer than that but we're not first party. So I've found the ecosystem to be very supportive in terms of things that keep me up at night. Um, you know, competitors are out there and we do our best to stay, uh, abreast of everything. But, you know, if, if somebody comes on that does a better job at what we do, then we have a challenge to meet that. And we're, we're a team of five people and we're working every day of the week to, make our product great. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm resting easier than I was five years ago, even just because, uh, I know that we're doing our best and that our customers love our products. But now you have a marketing lead. You used to do marketing hundred percent of the time. I remember you used to come up with, uh, creative songs. It wasn't you in the video, right? You, you had a cameo, but you had somebody else in the video, like singing the song. You did all these crazy things. Just talk to me about your thought process on marketing, maybe back then versus now and how you think of it. You know, it feels like it was a lot easier to surprise people. Uh, <laughs> and TikTok came along and you're like, I can't TikTok dance anymore. Along, I can't dance. Uh, I can't talk. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, yeah, I, I did. I thought that that would be an interesting marketing uh, concept was to do the unexpected and put it out there. And it really worked. Um, but as time has gone on and Gravity Kit has become more professionalized, Gravity Forms is more like all of the WordPress ecosystem is more professional now. 
and hiring random people. Like the song you're talking about was Jonathan Mann, Song a Day Man. He's a world record holder for writing a song every day. He's he's awesome. I love his music. His videos are so much fun. Um, we've done a lot of work with him, but I think that the scene has changed and the expectation of professionalism has kind of outweighed the whimsy a little bit. We've had to tone it down a little bit. Uh, and we've kind of decided to pivot a small amount to go more professional and to communicate with people in a more business centric way to, that expresses our core value to them. And uh, instead of saying, Hey, we have a cute astronaut friend that is named floaty. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It it's a delicate balance. And Casey, our, our uh, marketing coordinator and, and I were talking today and trying to figure out that balance because we don't want to lose the lightheartedness, but we also need to make sure that in that uh, business is still being transacted and people don't look at it and say, oh, that's unprofessional. They look at it and they say, that's a professional with a twist. Mm. Probably, I mean, I'll, I'll try to illustrate this picture and maybe, uh, and you can kind of fill in the, fill in the gaps here, but probably back then when you started Gravity View, you just had you know, whatever, freelancers, WordPress, hobbyists, maybe sort of buying into this product. But now, since you've survived the test of time uh, uh, in the business world up until this point, you've probably seen corporations knocking on your door and people wanting to buy it for a large organization. And it's uh, the pre-sales expectation is a thing now. Like you have to maybe, you know, fill out some documents and some vendor requests and payment portals, ugh, uh, all of that stuff. Um, reminds me of my days at, uh, at Pagely. But uh, because you've stuck, stuck around and everything has matured, you're probably seeing a different type of customer these days. Yeah, we just had a customer uh, purchase order request for a provider who resells it to an, a government defense contractor who then resells it to classified. We are not allowed <laughs> to know who this person is that's actually going to be using it. And that's cool, but it also uh, represents a change in our clientele. When you see that opportunity, because this is something I know this is talked about a lot in the WordPress business space, but um, there are folks who will never touch enterprise because of the red tape because of the paperwork. And then there's others that kind of lean into it and be like, yeah, we, we have an enterprise path that you can go down, uh, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Customer. Uh, if you want that enterprise path, it becomes a annual license at, I don't know, $10,000 a year for us to support the product. And a lot of people hearing that might be like, oh my God, how could you ever charge that much for a plugin? But really it's about the admin, uh, the support and oh, just the sheer time you have to invest in that client. Do you do anything like that? Or do you still offer up retail pricing? And what are your general thoughts about supporting an enterprise uh, customer? We currently only support retail pricing. Uh, I, we've thought about it and it's a decision so far for us to prioritize um, our lifestyles, really, a lot of the value of working at Gravity Kit is we, we try to not have pressure. <laughs> we don't have deadlines. Uh, we don't have um, we don't have hard deadlines. We, we set goals for you know, release schedules and stuff. But I said, I, you know, I say to the team and the team really values that when you work with Gravity Kit, the point is that we are humans. We are working together as a team to help provide value to people. And that's the job is not paramount. What's paramount is taking care of ourselves so that we can best serve our customers. 
So I like to think that the stress of having a government contract or uh, like having a, a service level agreement where like I have to respond or my team has to respond in 30 minutes or we lose or something happens. That's just so stressful. And that would change how we feel about work. And I don't, I'm not super comfortable about that. Um, but maybe there is a balance that we could, we could strike there. When I was listening to you on the WP product talk podcast, which you can find at the WP minute plus feed where this is where this episode will be going out. You can just go to the WP minute.com slash plus to get access to it. I heard you talk about, I'll say challenges for trusted login. Talk to me about running two totally different products. <laughs> uh, one uh, suite of products being a collection of add-ons that help enhance the experience of gravity forms and then trusted login, which doesn't need gravity forms at all. Talk to me about that. So trusted login uh, is a software development kit that you can embed into your plugin or you can run standalone if you're an agency or something like that and uh, it adds a grant support access functionality to the customer's website so that when they're using their pl your plugin and they need some help they can click this link and it automatically securely encrypts access sends it to you in a way that is encrypted and safe and it's not like emailing credentials back and forth it auto expires it's a limited capabilities um, there's all sorts of really cool stuff that's built into it. So we built it for ourselves to scratch our own itch because every darn time we asked for admin credentials, a little part of us died inside because <laughs> we didn't want to have to do that to help debug a problem. And, uh, so we, is that because you found most customer passwords to be like pony popsicle? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, even worse is yes. And the, going in years later and seeing a ticket and being like, oh, geez, they granted us access. Is this still active? Did we forget to, to delete our account? And it's still active. It's still administrator. It's such a security hole. And there had to be a different way. And there wasn't a different way. Uh, there were links that uh, if you click a link, it automatically logs you in. And those links are essentially a password. So if somebody shares that link and that link gets out there, you've given a password to everybody who has it. So trusted login, we use access keys. And those keys can be shared on WordPress.org. They are not passwords. Uh, so any plugin developer on WordPress.org who, who has had problems providing support for a plugin where you say, I need admin access, but you don't like know what to do, trusted login is the solution for that. So. We built it to scratch our own itch, um, and we've been running it for about a year now, uh, and it's been great. It's been so helpful for support that it kind of took a back seat for moving it forward. So once it got good enough for us, it was hard to get to the next push of saying, okay, let's get it ready for uh, for other people to use, which is obviously it's a little higher bar. and. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to do that now, and I'm I'm really glad to be getting back into it. Uh, and uh, I've just added some really nice Zapier integration stuff, where uh, it automatically, if if somebody if the customer consents, uh, they can share the site health information automatically. So when somebody grants access, it gets added to their support ticket immediately. No need to copy and paste information or anything. I see that as two totally different endeavors. Um, 
one might argue when you put them side by side, the gravity kit is much easier to at least formulate a plan for because you kind of know the market, you know, it integrates into gravity forms. You can target gravity forms, customers, you can co-op with, uh, with gravity forms, uh, marketing, etc. This one seems like you'd have to do maybe more outreach, uh, marketing, maybe go to, I don't know, security companies like Sicuri or iTheme security, um, all these these other types of like security firms in in WordPress, but I feel like the in the innate reaction from those people are whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> what's this? Like yes, it's called trusted login, but do we trust it? And it just seems like a whole other uh, uh, mountain to climb. What are your thoughts on marketing that product? We had a marketing plan that was really nicely fleshed out that involved me going to all sorts of WordCamps and. Uh, meeting with people one-on-one, getting integrated, uh, doing that stuff. Um, and that was in February, 2020. <laughs> <And> <laughs> there were no word camps for a little while after that. And yeah. uh, I still think that that's a good go-to-market strategy because we're still going to market. But uh <laughs> and, and knowing you, like you were ready to ship like cakes that were shaped like locks and you were going to jump out of it at the, at the <laughs> word camp. And then you're like, oh, I guess, I guess that's not going to happen. Yeah. We definitely had some uh, interesting swag. I'm not sure it involved uh, me and a cake, but something, <laughs> so, something similarly groundbreaking. <laughs> so I, when you, now that you think about going back into the product, you're refining it a little bit more. Do you have a different approach now that might not involve in-person stuff that, that you're looking at? I'm reaching out to the people who have expressed interest and we're getting started slowly. And I, I expect that the first people who aren't gravity kit to be integrating trusted login will be uh, coming out in the next month or so. Mm. So I'm, nice. I'm, I'm excited that that's finally happening because it's been three or four years in the making at this point. Yeah. Um, but we've already had multiple code audits for, from uh, multiple security experts. Uh, I'm going to have one more before having another, uh, before having third-party people integrate it with uh, our service, it's it's a great platform. I'm really it's a, it's a really good service, and our customer support team, whenever it's not available because we're upgrading the server or whatever, they say, "Please bring it back." It makes our life. You just click a link in Help Scout, and it logs you into the customer's website. Little did you know that in the background, there's a lot of uh, encryption handshaking going on that makes that secure. I want to shift to the broader WordPress uh, conversation, and I'm going to start with I'm going to start ranting about something that I've noticed, and then I want you to <laughs> come in and fill it in to see what what your thoughts are, because <clears throat> you're a lot more level headed than I am about these these topics. So the other day, I, I discovered uh, a few different types of what I guess are being called Gutenberg page builders. And I'll try to keep this short. They're just some rant, like I found three or four random products that are out there building their own page building experience. And the product person in me says, why would you build out a whole new page building solution when we have full site editing coming to core? And when I say page building, I mean like the layout, the template, uh, maybe conditional stuff on a, on a page or something like that. And then they have patterns. And immediately I'm saying, wow, like how do these businesses, how will they sustain this? Um, wouldn't it be smarter to just stick to patterns <laughs> and like 
Gutenberg blocks versus having to build your own page building experience. Uh, because I see above them are themes like Cadence, Bloxy. And then above that, we have the small, I'll say air quotes, smaller page builders like Divi and Beaver. And Divi's pretty big, but Divi and Beaver Builder. And then the other giant one, which is Elementor. And then above that is the mothership, which is WordPress, Gutenberg and full site editing. So I'm saying all of this because I see these layers and way at the bottom, I see folks trying to recreate an experience of WordPress, which I think Mullenweg was really trying to solve with full site editing and blocks um, and Gutenberg and all of this stuff. So that's a long way of getting to what, what are your thoughts on the experience of WordPress are we headed in the right direction for people to build sites effectively and efficiently? And do you have any advice for people who might be getting into the game of themes and blocks and layouts and just your overall feeling on this, this whole WordPress landscape we're in? Yeah, it's quite the time we're in for, for WordPress and the changes that we're seeing are, uh, I think it shifts WordPress at a core level beyond, um, I don't know that we are in, in a place where uh, it's for the people that it was for 10 years ago and that that's a good thing and that's also a bad thing, but it feels like a generational shift where uh, I'm one of the people who kind of pines for the good old days while seeing the benefits of the current uh, you know, block editor. The block editor is amazing. I love it. And full site editor is incredible. I just you know took part in a 6.2 preview. And it looks great. There's really good stuff going on. And I no longer clearly know who WordPress is for. It seems that Squarespace and Wix uh, are the competitors now to rather than a content management platform like Drupal or Joomla. Like those were the competitors to WordPress before. And now it's do it yourself, build your own website thing. So I don't really understand. Um, deeply what WordPress is anymore in a way that I feel like I could and did five years ago. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, I feel like there's still a lot of opportunity to provide value, especially for niche uh, uh, providers. Like if, if there's a page builder that can sustain itself and have a couple people working on it and uh, that does pretty much what Gutenberg does, but like a little bit differently, then WordPress is big enough to support that. I don't think that that's necessarily a terrible idea, but I also don't think it's a long-term uh, growth market. Mm. But I really don't know what WordPress is pointing to when it's allowing so many people to do so much. Uh, it, it's a problem that we have at Gravity Kit as well. When we have, when we're able to provide everybody with so much functionality, it's hard to focus on a couple target markets. And I'm sure that the make team at WordPress has defined some targets for who, what they want to accomplish. And I haven't been tracking that, but um, it definitely doesn't seem like the same, uh, the same customer base that they're targeting as yeah. it was a few years ago. I think years ago when we talked about, when we you know, started to see the rise of 
let's say theme forest. Let's go that far back when you had theme forest and it was just, that was the go-to place to get premium themes. <clears throat> and then you had the rise of, of Avada theme and then a collection of other themes that, that didn't get a good rap uh, for good reason, um, you know, across the, across the industry. And that's when you really started to see the fragmentation of WordPress experience, right? Because then you had all these end users who were, in the WordPress boom where people are saying, Hey, go build a website, do it with WordPress. And you had folks like you and me who are not only selling product, but we're building websites. We're encouraging people to use it. And then that experience for the average user ended up being terrible. Right? So they blamed WordPress. And then you started to have the rise of like true page builders. And I think when automatic or Matt and make team and, and core contributors all sat back and they looked at, how do we make this experience better? Um, this was the solution. Uh, but now I'm just seeing this rash is the best word I have. <laughs> this rash of, uh, I, I get it. People have see this opportunity. They want to build it. They're developers. They're product makers. <clears throat> they like building this stuff. But it's, it's, it's just going back into a different experience of WordPress when they could just leverage and make full site editing better. I'm saying that as a non-developer too, so I don't know how easy that is, but that's how if I were to build a product again, I would look at being as close to WordPress core as possible because in my head, that's going to make your life scale a little bit easier over time. It is, but I also feel for people trying to do that because how do you mm -hmm. differentiate? And right. uh, I'm a block maker. Okay, that's great. It's uh, how do you get discovered? How do you express your value? Uh, I don't even know. I'm, I honestly don't know how people are getting, uh, that to market. And I think that a lot of the solution so far has been, you make some really good block libraries and then you get bought by a, a web host. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the next step is. Brad Williams had an interesting tweet the other day where he showcased the uh, default view. This is along the same lines of WordPress experience, but the default view of uh, after you one click or whatever the five minute install of WordPress is, and you have your fresh site install and you're looking at uh, the default theme and it is not a great experience either. One of the things that I find so interesting is, is why do we continue to have, and I think we're going to move into a direction where there's like this canvas theme um, and that these things should be preloaded, but these themes should be preloaded to have a design implemented. And maybe somewhere along the journey, people are selecting, I want a business site. I want a blog site. I want a recipe site. And at the end of your installation, that's what you see. You see, you know, filler, filler content, filler graphics, maybe through open verse. Um, and it's just laid out as the person wanted it from the beginning. I don't have a real solid question here, but it is sort of a moment where you look at the competition, Wix and Squarespace, because I think you're absolutely right. That's the direction we're all headed in. We have to lean into that experience for the end user. What are your thoughts? I completely agree. And I am uh, trying not to say anything that will get me in trouble, but I think that WordPress.com might do that better than WordPress.org. <laughs> so full stop <laughs> full stop <laughs> i think uh, it's a known problem that might not get solved as quickly because of that and um i don't know the internal workings of uh of the make team but that seems like 
conflict that is going to be hard to overcome. Will we ever get to a, a point where, again, kind of putting you in the hot seat, <laughs> will we get to a point where we see .org as a true marketplace, or do you think that all roads lead to .com for automatic? And I will say it again, and I've said it countless times, I have no problem with that. I think collectively we shouldn't have a problem with that because we should just draw, like, just show me the clear lines of where we're all headed and, and it will figure out how we slot in as software providers, podcasters, theme makers. Um, we'll figure it out, but let's not just keep it a gray area anymore. Just say you want WordPress.com as the best experience for WordPress. I get it. <laughs> just tell us and then let us figure out the rest and we'll, and because there's plenty, I think, to go around. But do you think all roads lead to .com for the WordPress experience? I think uh, either WordPress.com or Jetpack.com is certainly uh, going to be something that, I mean, that's what they've been trying to build, it feels like. And other hosts are trying to come up with their own platforms that have a unified solution for people. Um, I'm surprised there's not been more fragmentation, honestly. It mm. feels like the setup experience, the admin dashboard, like um, these could be even more dramatically different than they are without breaking plugin integrations. And I, there was some uh, like Frito-Lay demo back like 10 years ago when somebody did a headless Frito-Lay WordPress dashboard, um, completely didn't look anything like WordPress. And, oh, I do uh, remember that. Yep. Yeah, and it was really cool. And I'm surprised that it's not become more of a thing to to really customize WordPress and go far out there. Matt Mullenweg has said that he feels Gutenberg will be bigger than WordPress. First question: Have you heard him say that before? I have. Second question: What do you think it means? Um, I think it means that. Uh, it's also Tumblr. <laughs> 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 I like that, you know, he had a bigger vision than having Gutenberg be functional in WordPress. And uh, Tumblr accomplishes that. It's a lot more of the web using Word, uh, using Gutenberg. But um, I think it's unfortunate that the block standards body or whatever the that blo open block standard thing is, um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, possible. But um, I think that the funky way that Gutenberg was implemented with the HTML comments uh, system for in like behind the scenes is all HTML comments. It's pretty wild for a developer to look at that and say, yes, I want to implement that. Um, and I'm not, I'm speaking on some old data maybe, but like that's, that seems like a strange thing if I'm looking at implementing uh, either open block standards or Gutenberg, I would be like, yeah, I probably want to go with something that's a little more, um, I don't know. It looks better. <laughs> I don't, it just, it still feels weird to me, like to look at the code and see all the attributes and HTML comments wrapping each block. And every time I make a little tweak, the block breaks. I just, uh, you know, when you go between code and, and live preview and, and uh, you just want to add a style like uh, declaration in your HTML tag, and it says, no, that's not available in this block. Attempt to recover. Well, you mentioned WordCamps before. Are you going to go to WordCamp US? 
I am. I'm planning on it. Cool. I uh, I will be there as well. Um, looking forward to jumping out of kicks. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Um, where else can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Find me on Mastodon. Toot me up. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> at Zach Katz at Mastodon.social. And uh, my uh, team and I were talking about um, getting Gravity Kit at Gravity Kit and Mastodon.social and trust the login at Mastodon.social. So, uh, you know, let's let's do a Fediverse uh, push. Come join us. It's really fun. Fantastic. Which, uh, I, I, I'm assuming you have, you're an iOS user. Which app do you use? Uh, I use Ivory, but I also have like six different installed. And yeah. I I like the elk.zone web uh, client for whenever I'm using it on my computer because uh, I, I prefer doing social on a browser. Yeah, I'm using um, Ivory and I just installed Mammoth, which I guess is a newish one. They both feel really-, really similar to Ivory. Like yeah. it, it looks like they were trying to do the same thing. And I, I like, so I like toot with three O's. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Uh, fantastic. And the other web instance was, was what was it called? Elk? Elk.zone. I'll have to try that out. Elk. And that looks uh, like the Twitter. It's like the Twitter web UI um, before they uh, changed that significantly. <laughs> always a politician zach cat zach thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining uh the show today everyone else go to the wpminute.com slash plus to tune in to this in your favorite uh podcast or say wordpress listener app wordpress listener app podcast listening app and the wpminute.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list for your favorite five minutes of wordpress news every wednesday Thanks for listening to the WP Minute Plus, deeper insights and conversations from around the WordPress community. If you're looking for our weekly newsletter and short form news podcast, head over to the WPMinute.com slash subscribe. And if you want to support our efforts, join our Slack community for $79 a year at the WPMinute.com slash support.